Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 23 of the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi everybody. And this week we are going to do something on haunted objects or items. I wonder if that doll story that I told before was would be like a haunted object thing. Yeah, well, for those that haven't heard that story, it might be worth you just recapping over that, because it's only a quick one anyway, but that was a pretty cool story. But before we get into that, got a couple of apologies to make. Well, one apology. I am really, 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 really sorry that we haven't put out a podcast for the last couple of weeks. Why can't you be that contrite when you do something to me that pisses me off? Why can't you be all really, 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 really sorry? I'm really, 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 really sorry if I ever pissed you off. Yeah. That sounds so sincere. Oh, I can't win, can I? No. Anyway, let me get back to the apology. So the apology is because we haven't put out a podcast for the last couple of weeks. And the reason for that is the first week we had no broadband whatsoever. And Bella works during the week and so do I. So the only time that we had to be able to do something was on the weekend. And we couldn't get any of our files or be able to upload anything to you guys. So we were totally stuck. So now we're going to have to start to save some of our files more locally. So that if that happens again, we can at least produce the program even if we can't upload it on that particular day. So it may just be a day or two delay so that's the first apology the second apology for those of you who follow us regularly will know that i was due to have some surgery which is now done and dusted and over with and i'm fine thank you very much but that is the other reason why there was a bit of a delay on it we did warn you that there would be a delay about that and it's happened the appointment came through a lot quicker than what we assumed it was going to so and he's really 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 sorry yeah and i'm really 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 better now mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway I've also got some shout-outs to do, so we're going to go through this nice and quickly so that we can get through to the bones of the podcast today. Are you thanking me? Do I get a thank you for... Well, these are shout-outs, but I can thank you as well if you want. Mm. You're awesome. Really, 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 really awesome? Don't push it. So first of all, here's a shout-out for Craig in Rochelle in the US. We've got another one from the US, actually, in Long Beach. That's California, isn't it? Yes, it is. So this is from Rio, and she says she's loving the show. We've got someone from North Tonawanda in the US, Reggie, says hey. Walthamstow in the UK, Joan, says she's loving the show. Burnaby in Canada, we've got someone called Maple Leaf 67 and thank you very much for a lovely email there, really appreciate that one. Cranbrook, Canada, Robert, Bella has a sexy laugh. Oh, nice, thank you. Yeah, you do realise she's married, right, Robert? <laughs> just, just to let you know that. These emails come through me. Okay, so watch what you're sending. From Stavanger, Norway, Elizabeth says, hey, Nashville in the US. Oh, Nashville. We love Nashville, don't we? The show. Well, the show and the music. I love country music. Tanika says, hey, and she's enjoying the show. From Goppingen in Germany, Hans. Now, you couldn't make that up, could you? No, Hans. Hans, Hans, thank you very much for listening to the show. Really appreciate that. Glasgow in the UK, Lily says she thinks the show is really funny and for us to keep up the good work. Somewhere called Big Sky in the US. Big Sky. Place called Big Sky in the US. We got Rachel has sent us a shout out request from there. So, hey, Rachel. Mississauga. Hope I said that right in Canada. Francine says hi and wants a shout out. So there you go. Thank you, Francine. Colchester, UK. Arnie. Arnie. <laughs> says, can we have more on the black eyed kids? 
that was quite a good show that wasn't it actually actually that's one of the most listened to shows that we've had so arnie we'll have a look and if we can find any more stuff we will do a black eyed kids version two place called yaguna in australia tim says he listens in work and has actually got the whole gang involved in the discussions that we have and listening in work so really appreciate that thanks for spreading the word tim from balkham hills australia alexandria says hey adam also says hey from cork in ireland we've got someone from cork in ireland yeah Mm. we've got slacks creek in australia terry says hey loving the show and lastly dan who's an expat but now living in jakarta in indonesia says hi and loves to laugh before going to sleep so he obviously listens to it before you go to bed very brave man so thank you very much to all of you people that have sent in those messages and shout out requests please if you've got a shout out request or you want to send us a message please just email weird wacky wonderful at outlook.com you can even go to our show notes where we also paste the link in there so that you can just copy that straight into your email client email client email client that's what it's called (laughs) okay then that sounds so like 90s really yeah email app then yeah email client (laughs) all right so enough farting around (laughs) let's get going with some of these haunted item stories so i've got one here about a wedding dress that belonged to someone named anna baker apparently her dad was some real rich iron dude and his name was ellis baker right okay so she fell in love with the guy that was not quite as wealthy as her family was and she went out she had this wedding dress sort of ordered and all ready to go and when her dad found out about the wedding he said you know not happening oh wasn't the guy that she was with one of his staff members as well actually wasn't he yeah it was somebody that yeah yeah yeah. so she spent the rest of her life in a room she wouldn't come out i guess just became a recluse so she died in 1914 and when the place that she lived in the mansion became a museum Uh uh-huh in the 70s and people would go and they would see this dress and people would they were like really scared because supposedly this dress would start to dance around by itself no way uh not i mean it's supposedly a very fluid movement nothing really scary i think it would be pretty scary wouldn't it you suddenly saw a dress get up off of a clothes hanger or whatever and start dancing around i'd be pretty freaked out yeah no doubt but some people said that they heard voices and all that but the big thing is that this dress dances wow I wonder what Scooby-Doo would make of that. <laughs> I, I think he'd want some Scooby snacks in order to go find out what was going on. Anyway, how can that be? Because you can't rip the mask off of it, Well, that's can what I'm you? saying. That's what I'm saying. I wonder how Scooby would deal with that because it is, in this case, actually a ghost. What was the guy? Shaggy. He'd be like, zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> you remind me more of Velma than anything else. Oh, thanks. She was like the ugly one with she the glasses. She well, you remind me of Daphne, but with brown hair. That would have been good. Wait there, wait there, wait, wait there, wait there. There's something coming up. I'm very, 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 very sorry. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> better be. <laughs> okay, moving on. So there is a painting that is currently owned by a chap by the name of Sean Robinson in this country. Well, I shouldn't say this country because we live in Wales and it's actually in England. Mm. And it's one of my pet hates, people saying, oh, are you from England? And it's like, no, I'm actually from Wales. Oh, isn't that in England? No, <laughs> it's not. Anyway, Sean Robinson, he is in England somewhere, don't know where. He owns this painting called The Anguished Man. And it was actually found in his grandmother's basement when he was a kid. The painting, not an anguished man. The painting. So when his grandmother died, she actually left this painting to him. Wait, wait, wait. Can you imagine that? 
Like, so what did your grandmom leave you when she died? An anguished man. Yes, okay, but it's still a painting, isn't it? You know. <laughs> anyway, once he had the painting in his house, uh, loads of weird shit started happening. So he and his wife started hearing noises, doors would open and close on their own, and other sort of paranormal events would take place. But it got so bad that he actually recorded a little time-lapse video, which I've seen. It's I think it's on the Daily Star website where you can actually look this up all the links will be in the show notes guys as usual but he recorded this video all the video shows is the door opening and closing all the time which could be wind and it's off camera so don't really sort of it would definitely be wind in this house yeah tell me about it you really got to stop eating all that cabbage fuck off so anyway when he researched the painting he found out that the painting was actually painted by someone who once they painted it then committed suicide and apparently there are some schools of thought that believe that this painting was actually painted in the blood of the man himself. I've actually heard of that sort of thing, I believe. Not that specific painting, but I have heard that there were a lot of artists and that that did that, used their own blood. Who was the dude that cut his ear off? Van Gogh, on it? Yeah, him. Maybe it was him. I don't know, but I have heard that before. Well, like little ear stamps all over the painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we say Van Gogh, of course, you say Van Gogh. Van Gogh. But Van Gogh is correct. I didn't correct. say anything. No, I That's know you didn't. why I, I said who was the guy that cut off his ear. I knew who it was. I just didn't want you to be all picking on me because of the way I say it. Here we go. A haunted chair. So is it the chair that's farting when you sit down or is it you and your cabbage? Wouldn't it be good if you could blame it on the chair? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just my haunted chair. So Thomas Busby, he died in 1702. He strangled his father-in-law, so they executed him. And he... Why did he strangle his... He strangled his dad because he sat in this chair. Well, it was his chair. Well... So it's his chair, his father-in-law... No, it was at the pub. Yeah, yeah. And it was his chair at the pub. Okay. So his... Father-in-law sat in the chair, pissed him off, strangled him, so away goes Mr. Thomas Busby, who will never sit in the chair again. But whatever. The last time he sat in it, he said, may sudden death come to anyone who dare sit on the chair. Why? Right? So that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. But there were 63 people after he cursed it who sat in the chair and died. No shit. That will be a toilet. See, not that would a, be a bidet chair. <laughs> yeah. The pub eventually donated the chair to the Thirsk Museum, and they were happy to have it, but they've put it up and mounted it on the wall so that no one can sit in it. Well, if you're going to put it somewhere so someone doesn't sit in it, I, I guess up a wall is probably a good place, isn't it? I wonder what that dude would do if he like went to his house and sat in his chair or something. I mean, he must have really loved that pub chair, because when he wasn't there, who sat in it? Okay, let me ask you this question. Did that guy have some kind of power or is it just because he was so pissed off that by him making that kind of proclamation there and then that whoever sits in this will die or what have you? Well, I don't was know. That enough? No, it's, but it's interesting. Can anybody curse an object is my question. Well, anybody can curse it. just doesn't okay. necessarily mean it's going to work. Okay, so what makes it work? There's voodoo and all that sort of stuff, isn't there? Well, they say that 63 people sat in it and died, right? But did they sit in it and die just like that? Or did they sit in it and then a couple of weeks later they die and then all of a sudden people go, they sat in that chair a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I'm assuming they didn't just sit in it at the pub and just keel over because... Yeah, the pub would have got a terrible reputation. Exactly. They would lose a lot of business, I think. (laughs) But... But anyway, so so maybe it's not necessarily that it's cursed, it's just that... People have looked at it like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so the woman from Lem 
statue. Now, as far as haunted objects go, this one is freaky as, because the statue itself was recovered in 1878, but they reckon that it was carved around 3,500 BC. No one knows what it's a statue of. Have a look at that picture. Okay, mm. so no one actually knows what it <laughs> It looks like a penis with a... Arms and legs? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. It's assumed to be some kind of female goddess of sorts. It couldn't have been a nice goddess, because apparently it was first owned by a lord who perished with his six family members. They all died under mysterious circumstances over the next six years. The last remaining family member sold it, and it was purchased by a chap called Ivor Manucci. And within four years, he and his whole family died, okay? Mm. But not only died, but died mysterious deaths. There were two more owners, and them and their families also lost their lives until eventually the statue was donated to a museum in Edinburgh where the man who handled it and put it in a glass case died within the year. You know, I wouldn't want to be the cleaning lady. Well, apparently be like, no you one need now to touches go, that yeah, because You need to go over the there and clean that. No, that's okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So the only one that was smart that didn't die was the first family, the, the one guy that was left, was it, that said, fuck it, I don't want it, and got rid of it? Well, no, there was one member of the family that got rid of it before they died. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was the only one that was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want this thing. Yeah, and whoever donated it to the museum was probably pretty... I, cer- I certainly don't see the beauty in it, do you? I mean, it's... Well, no, but if it was 3,500 BC, then maybe that's what art looked like back then. Mm. I don't know. Well, it looks Of course, if you read weird. the Bible, the world wasn't even around then, so who knows who fucking built it? Dinosaurs. Yeah, well, no, dinosaurs wouldn't have been around if the world wasn't created, was it? Where the fuck would the dinosaurs live? Well, the world obviously had to be there first before that. Or else what did it do? Just poof. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my point. What? That was my point. I said it's 3,500 BC, but then I said if you believe the Bible, the world wasn't around then. So where was the statue? Oh, we did this story once before, didn't we, about James Dean's car? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we had a poor spider and he called it Little Bastard. I don't think we mentioned that in the first thing, but that's pretty funny. So That's what we call Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope Bryce doesn't develop a personality like this car or we'll yeah. both be pushing up daisies. That's yeah. what's going to happen. And plus the fact he's going to be editing this, so I doubt whether that's going to stay in anyway. So James Dean buys this car and he goes and he shows it to Sir Alec Guinness. I wonder if that's the beer guy or not. <laughs> <laughs> so Alec saw the car and he said, you know, this thing is evil. And he's So he got a feeling about it. Yeah, he felt evil coming off of it, apparently. And he told James Dean he's going to be dead in a week. And a week later, he died. So, hang on a minute. Before you go any further, did that Alec Guinness actually curse the car by saying that? If you look at that guy previously who said anyone who sits in this chair is going to die, did Alec Guinness actually create this by saying you're going to die within a week because of this car? What are we talking about now? A psychic tulpa? That you can suddenly... I don't know. What, what is it that's cursing objects? If there is such a thing as a cursed object, then how is that created? It could be. Well, I think it's just like anything else. If you tell somebody something enough, they'll start to believe it. You're going to win and the lottery. It, just because I believe it don't mean that's going to happen. Oh, so... Because <laughs> a curse would be a bad thing, not a good thing. All right. So James Dean, dead in a week after showing this card to Mr. Guinness... So the wreck was taken to a mechanic and one of the guys that was working on it, the car fell on his legs and crushed his legs. Wow. So a guy bought the wreck 
and he dismantles the car and he sells the engine and the drivetrain to two racers. One lost control of his car and hit a tree and died instantly. And the other was injured when his car locked up and he rolled the car. He didn't die, though. Then there was a thief who tried to steal parts of the remaining wreck, and he was fatally injured. The car was then donated to a safety exhibit uh, of the chips, California Highway Patrol. And then the exhibit at the police highway patrol place, it, it caught on fire. Why? Then they tried again, and this time the wreck fell on a student, and it broke his legs. Fucking and hell. And then a truck driver was transporting the wreck to an exhibit, and he was found crushed to death by this wreck. What the frick? So now supposedly nobody knows where it is. And it's all Alec Guinness's fault. I know. I wonder if he is the beer guy. I mean, a beer guy, he should be like doing the don't drink and drive, not uh-huh. don't touch car because it's going to kill you. Yeah, hell of a campaign though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. The Myrtles Plantation, Louisiana. It's one of the most famous haunted houses in the US. And as a result of that, it's actually inspired lots of different horror films. Hold on, but this isn't about a haunted house, is it? No, just chill. Okay. There's lots of spooky things that happen and go on there, okay? But one of the scariest items is the mirror. Apparently, when you look into it, other faces look back at you. Ooh, that's like that one show we did. Remember when we did that thing? Yeah, that was cool, that was. So according to the legend, it's haunted by a woman called Sarah Woodruff and her kids, her two kids. They all died. But as the mirrors weren't covered at the time of her death, according to some spiritual beliefs and legends, their spirits jumped into the mirror. So now they inhabit the home from within that mirror. What, so they just come out whenever they feel like it and then jump back in later? Well, I don't know what their freaking timetable is. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. Like, have they tried taking the mirror out of the house to see? I, wh- I haven't got wh- that much information. I don't know. Well, Wouldn't it be cool, though? I had my hair cut the other day. Can you imagine going to the hairdressers and you're sat there like in a barber's <laughs> chair or whatever and you're having your hair cut and all of a sudden these faces start looking back at you? That would be a, some kind of cool hidden camera trick, wouldn't it? Do you you know that's one of the freakiest things? When I watch a a show or a horror movie or whatever, aside from the whole possession thing, which makes me want to piss my pants, seeing, like, when somebody looks in a mirror and they see something else, that freaks me out because they're everywhere. I mean, you can walk down the street and there's the chrome on a car and it's... it's Shop windows and... Okay, anywhere there's, like, a reflection. See, that's the thing. Like, I always think, well, what if I'm walking by a window and I look and there's something else that doesn't look like me that's my reflection? You wouldn't notice. You're too busy checking yourself out when you walk past the mirrors. Nice. <laughs> well, then I would notice, wouldn't I? No, because you don't even be looking yes, at you. Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what freaks me out? on these haunted things. You know when we watched that paranormal activity, that CCTV camera oh. where it's slowly panning? That used to scare the shit out of me watching I, that. I watched the first paranormal activity movie and it was weird, but it didn't really didn't do much for me personally. But that one, because of the way it moved like that was mm. and you freaking knew you were gonna see something, something but you didn't was gonna know. pop out. That was so clever the way that 
that movie was done. You didn't know if it was going to be the first pan or the second. Yeah. And then you sort of start thinking, oh, they're trying to trick me, and then boom, there it is. Yeah, well, the thing is, is a couple of times when they did it, there wasn't anything there. So you kind of got lulled into some kind of false sense of security, didn't you? And they didn't have the... I think it was the paranormal activity. They didn't do a whole lot with, with like, music, neither did they. It was just... Yeah, because it was all this fame footage stuff, wasn't it? So, so you were really kind of sitting there and thinking, oh, I know what's going to happen. That's the thing. We said this before, but music in movies does add so much gravitas to whatever the situation is. But I think at the same time, the lack of music on this particular one, because sometimes in horror movies, when the music comes on, you kind of know, okay, then something's going to happen now. And it kind of tips you off. It doesn't matter to me. I'm scared anyway. (laughs) So next I've got this Dybbuk box, which is a popular object in the Jewish faith that is meant to trap an evil spirit. Oh, so if you think that your house is haunted, you can get one of these boxes and kind of lure it in. Yeah, it's supposed to... Like the Ghostbusters traps. (laughs) But anyway, it's supposed to be able to contain this evil spirit so it can't. It's just a wooden box. Yep. God, look. Ghostbusters franchise didn't need to spend half as much money on what (laughs) they did. It looks almost like an old jewellery box, doesn't doesn't it? it? Yeah. So trouble is when you open that, you lose your ring. (laughs) (laughs) Or you stimulate it. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. So this particular one that I am talking about started out as a wine cabinet. Now, I don't really know how it morphed from a wine cabinet into a... Maybe the cabinet was whining. Bu- <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So somebody in Portland bought this box, and supposedly it belonged to this 103-year-old woman who was a Holocaust survivor. Bloody hell, she survived it well being 103, didn't she? I know, but she, she kept her box with her, good, though. Good for her. <laughs> Just don't start talking about this 103-year-old woman's box, please. No, no, no. <laughs> Anyhow, she's got this hateful spirit in this box. Yeah, it's trapped surprised. in there. So a guy <laughs> bought it. He I gave got terrible it. images now of this horrible <laughs> spirit in her box. <laughs> no, that was on the entity stuff. That's a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Ghost sex. No disrespect to anybody. It was a horrible thing. I mean, my dad's Jewish, so a little close to me anyhow. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just talking about her Dybbuk box here. Yeah, Oh, fair enough. Okay. So a guy buys it, and he gives it to his mother. And right after he gives it to her, she has a stroke, and the last thing she communicates to him is hate gift. Oh, nice. So the box ends up back to the guy that gave it to his mom, and he started having bad dreams about some old woman. Or actually says hag, but we're going to call her an old woman. Okay. So he tried to give it to somebody, but nobody wanted it. They were like, nah, you keep it. (laughs) I'm good with that. (laughs) So he then goes on eBay, and he lists this Dybbuk box for sale and auction. (laughs) Auctioning a box. Is that what you're thinking? No, go on. No, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that what we've got coming up in the second half is actually items that were sold on eBay and other auction sites that were haunted. Oh, awesome. Anyway, I'm jumping the gun because I got the first ones. So a man named Jason Haxton buys it because he was the director of the Museum of Osteopathic Medicine. Now, I don't know what this particular thing had to do with osteopathic medicine, but... You don't have to be a... 
working with boxes to buy an antique box, do you? No, of course not. I went to... Otherwise, a... you'd have been a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I went to this doctor one time years and years ago to have a nerve conduction test done, right? Because I couldn't feel my leg properly. Uh-huh. And... The guy, the doctor, he was so old. I don't know why he was still practicing medicine because he had to be probably in his you know, late 70s, early 80s. But anyway, his office was amazing because it was all like antique and he had all these old medical instruments and like... Well, it was like a torture chamber. Bottles and... I know, right? I do recall seeing like things like saws and... Stuff like that, you know, but it was very interesting, really. And I was mm-hmm. more interested in this, all the stuff he had sitting around than what he was telling me about my leg. This just reminds me of that. So the director the of the osteopathic medicine, he buys it. And then all of a sudden he starts coughing up blood and then develops some skin disease. Why? So he decides to get in touch with some rabbis and they devise a way to seal the box permanently. And that's all I've got doesn't say anything more. So as far as we're aware, it stopped at that point. Yep. But if all this bad stuff happened, and it's because they opened the box, what was it, like a genie that every time he gets ready to go somewhere else, he goes, oh, I better jump back in there? Or is it some different spirit that goes in there? Or is it another one of those... Almost like suggestion. You create the bad stuff around you because you've got the suggestion that this thing is going to create the bad stuff for you. So actually you're doing it to yourself. Mm. possibly moving on with the same theme as we were doing earlier the crying boy paintings now they became very popular way back in the 80s i believe it was in a newspaper in the uk called the sun which is not necessarily the most reputable paper in the world but there we go there was a series of paintings there were 65 of them in total that were painted by an italian painter called giovanni bragolin now all of these were of crying boys Now, what inspired this guy to do 65 paintings of crying boys or how he got these crying boys to pose for him or what he did... Yeah, that seems a little creepy, doesn't it? It is a bit creepy, I think. In the 80s, there was a report in that paper that said that there was actually several devastating house fires, so several different house fires. And each one of these houses had one thing in common, and that was that they each had at least one of these crying boys' paintings in them. Hmm. And in each of the cases, even though the house was totally gutted... The painting survived. How many is there? Well, there were 65 in total. It didn't say how many houses burned down. It just said several. But in each of those cases, the painting survived while so the house didn't. Ever, so were there like copies of it? Or, I mean, how many houses do you think maybe would have had them? Well, I don't know. How many? Or, several. I've got no way of knowing that. Well, I mean, it wasn't like a poster that you go to some store and buy. You're talking about no, actual, was the actual physical paintings. paintings. It was the actual paintings. Right. Okay. Of which there were only 65. Okay, this next one is spooky as shit. Look at this How picture. How spooky as shit? Look at this picture of Robert the doll, right? Don't you think that's spooky? Well, the doll looks pretty scary, but the damn dog looks terrified. Yeah. Well, I wonder what he's doing with his other hand with that dog. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. In 1896, there was a rich family in Florida called the Otto family. And they were celebrating their son's birthday. He was actually turning four, I believe, at that point. Now, one of the servants, so it wasn't the parents, but one of the servants decided to buy him this large doll, which is in a sailor suit. And when I say large doll, it's probably about three foot high, this doll. When was this? In 1896. They bought this doll for them, but didn't realise at that stage that the doll was cursed. Robert 
was the name of the child, and he actually named the doll after himself, so he named the doll Robert as well. People apparently reported Robert talking to the doll in darkened rooms and everything, and while he was talking in his own voice, there was a deep baritone voice that was replying and talking back to him, which they didn't feel at this stage that that four-year-old lad would have been able to do. There was things that went missing and got smashed, and every time the doll was blamed, whether it be servants saying that there was only the doll in the room, or whether it was actually Robert himself, the young lad, saying that it was the doll that did it. That's like those uh, movies with Chucky. Yeah. Remember those yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eventually, Robert the doll was placed in the attic, and when people used to go out of the house, they'd see the doll walking from window to window in the attic. Oh, fuck that now. The family bought a new house. A new family bought the house in 1976 and the doll had been left in the attic. The person who went up in the attic and actually found the doll apparently fainted in fright, saying that the doll had actually told her that it was going to kill her. So this doll had actually vocalised and said that it was going to kill her. It was then donated to Florida Museum and now sits behind like a glass screen. Never mind that. Do they have like little earplugs you can stick in your ears while you're standing well, there looking no, at it? Check this out because there are signs that are on this window saying, ask the doll before you take a picture of it. But more spooky than that, if you look at that picture there of Robert the doll, that is him actually in that museum, sat behind that window. And in the background, you'll see loads of little notes on the walls. Yeah. Those are notes from all of the people that are asking for forgiveness because they took a photo of the doll without requesting or without asking permission and apparently have since had no amount of shit happening to them. So I've actually sent in letters asking people to request that the doll forgive them. That's crazy. Frightening as shit. Even looking at that picture freaks me out. You're making me look at this damn picture. Yeah, but you didn't take the photo, so you should be all right. No, we're just talking about it on a freaking podcast. That's great. Hopefully he can't hear. Well, he's in Florida. Unless he gets the podcast regularly. What if they play this podcast in the museum? Hello. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, this is Raggedy Ann. Annabelle is the doll from the movie The Conjuring. Yep. But it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Did you have Raggedy Ann and Andy here? I don't know. I never used to play with it, so. I never had one because I always thought they were creepy anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah, look at it. Well, yeah. It's not a real big stretch to go, no, not funny. Yeah. So Annabelle was given to a girl who was going away to college as a gift. I don't know why you would want to take a Raggedy Ann looking doll with you to college, but okay. Yeah, I bet she wasn't going to all the parties, was she? I'm not on about the doll. I'm (laughs) on about the girl who was taking the doll to college would not be the type of girl to go out and party. Yeah, so the girl and her roommate in college, they would see the doll and they would go, oh, it's it's in this place. And the other one would go, no, no, it's it's in the other place. They also found paper, pieces of paper that had like childish writing on it and stuff. And neither one of them did it. So, you know, they would assume that this doll would be the one that's leaving these little notes Yeah, all like over. that would be your first assumption. I know. I would go for like one drunk, of the other college roommate. kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of the other yeah. college kids coming into the room and freaking us out. And and this happened in 1970, so they didn't have like video cameras. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to a psychic, and the psychic said that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a girl named Annabelle who died in a fire. And the spirit was not mean. It was supposed to be a nice spirit. 
But one of their friends, who was a guy, he said, no, I, I think it's not nice. I think it's creepy. There's, it's not a nice spirit. He was found the next day strangled. And the only thing that was in the room was this doll. The, the How would a little doll with tiny little hands like that in that picture strangle a college boy? Well, she ragged me and she was about yay long. Okay, and, so for people she was off, for people that are listening, how's yay long? Uh, I don't know, foot and a half long right. or so, right? And she's floppy. She doesn't have joints or anything. She's just this floppy thing. So she could... You know, maybe she wrapped herself around the kid, the guy's neck or something. I don't know, like a snake. I'm really glad I never had one of these dolls now, thinking about it. Mm. So after that happened, the girls, the roommates, the two girls, they reached out to Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they used to collect haunted objects. Mm. And that's where she is now, isn't it? Yes. So they reached out to Ed and Lorraine Warren, like I was saying, and they discovered that the doll was a conduit for demons. Now, how come they discovered that? And the first person that said that there was something wrong with the doll, that psychic, she was saying that there was nothing bad about it. Nothing malevolent about it, yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren take the doll to their museum. Yeah, you don't want to be around this doll. It's horrible. There's demons. Oh, but we'll have it. Yeah, give it to us. (laughs) So they put it into their occult museum behind glass. And so I'm assuming the picture, it says, warning, positively do not. And probably underneath that says open. Open. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Lorraine Warren keeps pet chickens in her house? Really? Pet chicken or a rooster. I think they're roosters because they do this cock-a-doodle-doo thing. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a rooster, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw it on, I believe it was when they were doing a documentary on the Amityville Horror House. And one of the boys that was supposedly in that house at the time as an adult goes and talks to her about it. Yeah, there's roosters in cages. Why? I don't know. I was waiting for a point to that. Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, they don't fucking lay eggs. (laughs) And Ed Warren, he was dead already. He died. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't looking too healthy, so I'd love to know if she's still alive, Lorraine. And if she isn't, what happened to that museum? Just a question. So we're doing this on haunted objects. Mm -hmm. So it just makes me think, what is it that makes a haunted house which is an object, different to these objects. Well, presumably because if you take the object out of the house and you sell it on eBay, the next person gets it. Right, but so I wonder what would happen like if you demolished a house that was haunted and then you repurposed the wood Wood, every brick. Yeah, yeah. You know, you It's funny you should mention that because Ayers Rock, otherwise known as Uluru in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. That is said to bear the souls of ancient peoples, whether they were Aboriginals or whatever, I'm not sure. But it's said to contain a lot of these souls. And people have been known to steal parts of the rock, you know, when they go and walk around it or whatever, and they take a little bit of it. And there's signs there, by the way, saying that people should not take anything from the site. But there are people that have reported since, almost being cursed because of this bit of his rock that they've got, all of a sudden bizarre crazy things start happening to them it was sacred to the aboriginals and it says here that it's actually illegal to export the uluru rock chunks what's it called let me see uluru 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 is the aboriginal name for it what we call now is rock so have you ever heard of the blarney stone i've heard of it yes yeah you're supposed to kiss it upside down or something you are said to kiss it it's said to give you good luck but if you chip at it and you take bits away then it has been shown to result in job losses, health complications, and even bankruptcy. 
the Hope Diamond. I've heard about that being cursed. Yeah, so that's said to be a source of misfortune for its owners who would be ripped apart by angry mobs or dogs. Well, it's now at the Smithsonian's Museum. Yep, I've seen it. Yeah? Hmm. You've been to the Smithsonian's. I know. So, what would you say is the most famous of all of the cursed objects? I've never really sat here and contemplated cursed objects before. Think of something that may have been discovered and then after the discovery of this particular thing, there were several people that then either died or or became very sick very quickly. King Tut. Tutankhamun's tomb, yes. It's said to curse anyone who enters it. Doesn't it say something above the chamber about it too, like... Something all who enter here or something. I don't know, but even the guy who backed the dig died from a mosquito bite and 20 of the expedition members all perished in 1935. Is it true that in a lot of those tombs that they would do like booby traps and things? Is that true or is that just like made up? I don't know. Had to be made up. So there's this puppet called Letter. Letter. L-E-T-T-A. Oh, Letter. And this Romani man made this puppet, this letter, for his son. I think he's, he looks like a puppet to me. He's like a wooden doll thing anyway, so he looks like a puppet to me. Anyway, the boy drowned. His spirit is said to possess the doll. The toy even has a pulse. Oh, freaky fucking I shit. Know, and causes the feeling of grief in people. And when it gets taken outside, it inexplicably starts raining as well. All right. He looks a lot like Pinocchio, (laughs) but why would you, that's just ugly. Why would you want to give your child a toy that looks like that? I don't know. You guys are going to have to look at the stuff that we've got here. It really does look like Pinocchio. And anyway, wasn't Pinocchio sort of brought to life somehow or another? So I wonder if that doll has anything to do with the Pinocchio. The remaining guy's name who made it for his son was actually called Trepetto. See, I'm telling you. I'm joking. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. I hate you. <laughs> okay, so we've only got a couple of minutes Jerk. left, so we're going to have a look at some of the things that have apparently haunted that have been sold on auction sites. Okay? No Pinocchio dolls were there. No, but we have got a DVDs. sexy spirit bra. Oh, man. Yep. I need to get me one of those. Let me see that. You can lose your shit while you keep your tits warm. <laughs> yeah. So it apparently contains the spirit of a sexy woman, this bra. The spirit of a sex Wearing woman. it will apparently mean that you are constantly getting gifts from male admirers. Oh, well, I it, definitely got to get me one of those. <laughs> well, you'd have to get one that's a shitload bigger because this is a 32A. Apparently, even if you don't fancy wearing it, you can place the bra by a lit white candle and see the spirit in full body apparition. Okay. Do you still get the stuff? If you do it by a red candle, then you can have an erotic encounter with the spirit. Now, of nah, course, I don't want one of those. Uh, I just want gifts. Of course, this is all in according to the seller. Is there a money-back guarantee? Because that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? If it's on eBay, there's always seller protection. So if you don't get what you paid for, then they'd have to take it back. Maybe. So the ring of a genie queen. The seller of this ring claims it contained the spirit of Missilia, who was apparently an omnipotent... Omnipotent. No. Yes. <laughs> Omnipotent 
<laughs> Genie Queen, who apparently had given permission for her name to be listed in the eBay ad. So apparently this omnipotent Genie Queen was also a bit of a eBay fiend herself, by the sound of it. Yeah. Apparently, though, it will grant unlimited wishes for you. How much is it? Let's go on there and look for well, it. Well, exactly. This is the thing. These people are sending things on there. If it really was, I mean, I would have think that they would go for a, a fuckload, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. You know? We're going to have to go shopping later. Mm. So there's a donkey-like water jug thing, and apparently this will spontaneously fill itself with water. Okay. A donkey-shaped pitcher will fill itself with water. Initially, they thought, because it was a child who owned it, initially they thought it was the grandmother that was refilling the water. Like Bryce's never-ending egg box. Oh, we got to tell people about that. <laughs> So there was this really cool thing that we used to do whenever I used to visit them in America before. Well, I think we were probably married at the time, but you yeah, hadn't moved here remember. yet. But Bryce was only young and he loved Kinder Eggs. So I got this egg box from here in the UK and it had the British flag on it. It was a really big, nice... Egg box. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? But it had, it had a, the UK, it had the yeah. Union Jack on it and it looked really cool, this egg box. I mean, we're talking real eggs now, not Kinder Eggs. So I got this egg box and I filled it with Kinder Eggs before we went away and I actually got stopped in yeah, um, passport you... control yeah. or, or whatever Customs. for that. Customs, yeah, because they said, what is that? All they saw was these metal <laughs> objects in there because of obviously they're wrapped in foil. Gave it to Bryce and he looked at it and there was 12, in fact, no, it was a box of 15. There was 15 of these Kinder, Kinder eggs. eggs in there. Yeah. But I'd bought so many of the Kinder Eggs <laughs> that were in other parts of my suitcase. I didn't have enough to fill. Uh, you know, I could have filled the box two times, three yeah. times. He had one the first night I got there. And the next morning when he woke up, I'd replaced it with another one. So when he opened the box, it was full again. And we managed to convince him for Don't years, we, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> it was for years we managed to convince him that this was a magic Kinder Egg box. <laughs> yep. Oh, bless do you him. Know, do you know what? He like had that and when we moved here... That's when we that's finally, when got, finally rid got rid of it. Rid of it. Yeah, that's when we finally threw right. it away. So you must have had that for a good seven years. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Anyway, so back to this donkey-shaped yeah. pitcher that fills itself, and they thought that it was the grandmother of the little girl that owned it. Yeah, and... but it wasn't. It turned out that it was apparently filling itself. There's a couple of other things on there. You- I will I will leave it in the show notes for you. You can have a look at some other things. There's rings. God, this has been a very ring-tastic show, hasn't it? I know. There's a Taijin mask. There's shoes, tap shoes that go tap in the night. Awesome. Um, there's <laughs> a screwdriver that is apparently haunted. A haunted screwdriver? Yeah, and even a haunted Ziploc. So, a haunted Ziploc yeah. baggie. So there are a few things in there. Do have a look at our show notes, please, and have a look at the links and <laughs> see if you can find anything else out that maybe you might think that we'll find interesting and send it to us and we'll read it out on the next show. But you did promise our lovely listeners that you were going to retell a quick story about a doll that you had that may well have been haunted so if we leave them with that i think that'll be a good place to finish all right but we already did this story so i'm gonna be quick okay i used to collect porcelain dolls and had loads of them and they were all different in some way but this particular one when she was sitting up her eyes would be open when she was laid flat her eyes would be closed and it was just like all the baby dolls that you see 
now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a couple of friends of mine and me, we we were messing with this sort of makeshift Ouija board thing that we put letters on the table, whatever. So we got this doll and we laid her flat on the table. And this was after we supposedly So her eyes were closed because she's laying flat. Yep, she's laying flat. And so apparently we'd already kind of had somebody in the room with us, right? So anyhow, I said, oh, I know, I know. I know how we can find out. And I said, if you are old, your eyes will open. And the fucking doll eyes went, (laughs) and you never seen kids run so fast in your (laughs) life to get downstairs to where our parents were. And that was in my bedroom. Thank you. I had to sleep there. Wow. Did you put that doll away after? Did you hide it in a cupboard or something like that? Yeah, no, I didn't want to keep it. Well, no, I mean, I did it first, but then I was scared because I thought, well, if I put it away and then I can't see it, then what's going to happen? Is it going to come out? And then, but I was scared for it to be out because I thought if I don't hide it and put it away, then what happens? Because it'll be able to get me. We'll have to go to the Warrens one day and (laughs) and I bet it's there. (laughs) Yeah. Behind she some was kind a of real pretty doll. I can still remember exactly what she looked like when I used to like her. I, <laughs> when I used to like her, before I possessed her, before I made her possessed by yeah. some spirit that I conjured oh, by a Ouija board. Do you know what the worst part of that whole thing was? When everybody left and went home, I had to clean up the mess, so I had to fold the table up and take all the stuff off the table that we were using because it was one of those folding. And I had to pick her up off the table, which nobody wanted to do. And I couldn't get my mom to do it. She's like, you're just being silly. Pick it up and put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Please do remember to send us any stories you might have or anything that you think that we might find interesting. Please, if you want to shout out again, the address is exactly the same. It's weirdwackywonderful at outlook.com. And what are we on Twitter? We are at the WWW podcast. Awesome. And we're on Facebook. We are. Oh, and by the way, Bella now has her Etsy tarot shop now. So if you want some tarot reading done by your very own Bella, actually my very own Bella, (laughs) before that fucking Robert guy from Canada starts fucking chipping in again. Cheers, Rob. Yes, if you do want a tarot reading done by Bella, then... All you got to do is go to Etsy and look for Clarity in the Cards, which is her shop, and she will do you an email with your very own tarot reading. Yes, and I'm also working on a website to be announced later. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you very much, guys. Take care, and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.